Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Waves of Change. I'm Dr. Mankit Lee. I'm here with my good friend, colleague, Diana Chu, and we're both practicing clinicians here in San Francisco. Diana, how are you today? Hi. Well, it's an interesting topic that we're going to talk about it. We're like mid, like more like late in the year. We're like August right now. And just trying to like recap and think about like really more of a distance of like what's happening in 2020 and how are we surviving this? Well, I have very fond memories of, you know, life as once before many years ago, many, many (laughs) years ago in February, 2020. Right. Doesn't that feel so long ago? Right. There's, I remember we used to go out to restaurants and, and I used to visit people at their homes. Yeah. You know, and, do you know we like, used to do these people. things? And hug people. What's hugs? I forgot what hugs are. What are hugs? Yeah. yeah Asian rally. Anyway, so I think today's episode, we, we want to talk a little bit about um, just the idea of 2020, idea of survival. Um, mm-hmm. moving forward and what that means to to everybody. So let's start with you, Dan. What do you think? What Tell me more about your feeling and thoughts about 2020. I think 2020 is, is like a blast in in a bad sense, <laughs> like, a, 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 like a blast of explosion. It, it kinda a blast like, of bad. Got it. Yeah. It, it kind of like um, I like one thing after another, and then it kind of make you – um, shift in a sense where you didn't know that you have to shift like this before. Mm-hmm. And it breaks um, your flow. It breaks your goals. It breaks like how people interact with each other. And it's forcing everyone, everyone in the world to adjust. Mm-hmm. It sure does. It sure does. Um, yeah. So overall, you're, you're saying that 2020 has not been pleasant. It's been yeah, it's not. It's not pleasant, pleasant for you, Lee. <laughs> you know, and I think I think that's why I want to talk about this episode where I feel like it's easy to get sucked into the unpleasantness. And there is a lot of unpleasantness, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like we should also consider and incorporate into our our psychology the the positives of 2020. Ah. <sighs> That's that's a, such a ideal thing to talk about. Like, is okay, it though? we're gonna is it we're though? gonna talk about the positive and also the negative. Um, we are focused on the positive. Like, I think well, I think there's well, so well, much. We're not, we're not gonna focus on the. We're not gonna focus on the positive. We're gonna mm-hmm. focus on all of it. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's because as you know, human beings and as our survival mechanism, we do tend to focus on the negatives and because we're afraid we want to make sure those negatives are not going to kill us, which makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. But I think at the same time, if you only allow yourself to focus on the negatives, you're going to have a one-sided narrative that leads to depression. And I think in my clinical work, that's the, the, the most symptom, the most um, significant symptomology and presentation I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. How about you like in your work? Well, I think like when you talk about depression, like Mm -hmm. I think it's important to be impacted by, by mm-hmm. the world in some sense like if mm-hmm. you're like disassociated like you know when com- when you're living in this world then of mm-hmm. course you're not impacted but but because we are a whole being and um connected with other stuff and you know i i think it's important that like to, uh, to acknowledge there's some kind of depressed like 
events going on, the pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, like the whole like grieving of like not having social interactions. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a very normal thing for, exactly. yeah, for people to feel um, maybe a little bit of depressed, like a little bit of down. Um, but I think it's important to acknowledge that. And mm -hmm. then we can go from where can we go from here. And I think that's what, I think you're not on the same page on this one. Um, the word I to use is acceptance, right? Mm. And it's kind of like based on act. Yeah, this idea of radical acceptance. And it's acceptance is not approval. Just because you accept something does not, you, does not mean you're like, oh yeah, this is good. No, it just means that you can hold it and appreciate it for what it is. And let's use an example, right, of like uh, just a pandemic. We are having a global crisis right now. This is this is fact, right? Americans are dying by the like seventeen hundred a day. That's a lot. A yeah. lot of Maybe folks when, are dying. when we when we upload this episode, it might be different too. I know, oh. I know. I just to throw this out there, right? To take a little detour out there as. I was reading this little post about how, like, there's still some folks who are denying the 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 saying that it's not that bad, right? It's yeah. it's, it's not that bad. And this 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 um news presenter who uh kind of put things in perspective, he's saying he's saying that if you were to say if you were to equ if you were to equate the number of Americans that died during the pandemic, it's like having a nine eleven for fifty days in a row. Yes. Right, and that's exactly what's happening. Every single day, we're having a nine eleven. It's 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 mind blowing when you think that way. But kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, acceptance does not mean approval, and accepting twenty twenty means to just understand we are in a global pandemic, and this is life now. Mm. All right, this is life now. This like, is life now. That's like when you said that, like it's just kind of like okay. Like that's true, but at the same time, just like fighting that idea, like no, this right. is not life. Right, right, this is not the life that I want. You exactly, know? I, I I agree with you. I feel the same way too, and I feel like that fight is. I want to argue that, that fight is actually what's generating a lot of our depressive thoughts because that mm -hmm. fight is fighting for what's lost. It's kind of like the grief process, right? Yeah. This anger, this grief of like, no, I, I, I missed this thing. You should miss these things, right? When someone passed away, you should miss them, right? So, but that is a stage and that is not, that is, that does cause intrapsychic pain, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking a lot about um, resilience and, you know, mm -hmm. like Lee, I, I work with kids as well at this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At this time. Um, so a lot of teachers and parents are just like, I don't know how my kids are going to adjust to social distancing at school and like mm -hmm. washing their hands and like not hugging their teachers, you know. And, and the first week when they go back to preschools, um, they are freaking out. The teachers and parents are freaking out. But then the mm -hmm. second week, they realize that, oh, actually, kids are very, very adaptable. And mm -hmm. there's like one thing that we forget about is that like we as adults have like I don't know twenty years, thirty years, forty years of life experience, yeah. And then and then twenty twenty come and like shifts everything, right? Your memories and your and your psyche and your habits, it's all based on the experience that you had, like I don't know years ago, like mm -hmm. years of building. But for a child, they might have two years, three years, four years, five years 
of memories and of habits. And actually, they have they could adjust to 2020 in a very fast paced way because. For them, wearing a mask is just wearing a mask. Like you know, like it, it's mm-hmm. it's something that is accepted um, uh, in their perspective because they don't have a lot of memories of not wearing a mask or like how the world should be. And so, if you and I just want to add this out there for a child, I will almost argue that every significant grade shift is kind of mm-hmm. like this shaking up, right? I mean, if you are a kid that moved a lot, every single move. It's this whole shakeup. So I feel like you're right. Kids are somewhat built for this experience. Their bodies are built to accept rapid changes in their environment and to adopt to it. Um, yeah. And that's, again, you, as adult, those changes are slowed down. However, I will also like to argue that it doesn't have to slow down. It doesn't have to slow down. It has to. I think one of the things that allow children to kind of have this adaptation is you're right, the, the acceptance of like, oh, of course, I'm in seventh grade. Things are going to be changed. Oh, I'm a ninth grader. Things are about to change. Well, as an adult, I was wondering, can we go, yeah, this is a global de- pandemic. And then some, like, like every so on, right, every single generation have something like that, right? Our great-grandparents had like the polio crisis. Um, my parents had, I'm not sure what they had. I'm sure they have a lot of things. <laughs> They're just it's a lot of things they went through especially immigrant parents, a lot of stuff, right? So, yeah, we can adapt. We can. But I think a big part of adapt, uh, being able to adapt and be able to survive is to be able to let go of the past, let go of what you should have. I should be able to fuck my friends. We, we have to let go of that for now. It's the should yeah. that's keeping us depressed, I believe. Yeah. And, 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 and it's very tough to mm-hmm. let that go for some mm-hmm. people um and it might be easier for some it might be easier for kids and and we have to learn from kids in some sense because they you know they are able to um do that without like a lot of energy and effort master um, adjusters <laughs> master adjustings <laughs> um like i like i i it brings back to um the clinical work mm-hmm. that that we're in Mm -hmm. Uh, We're seeing clients still during the pandemic and, you know, like the online perspective. Um, I'm just curious, Lee, for Mm. you clinically, what are some of the changes that you see in your clients that is like a little bit different? A lot of my clients are experiencing exacerbation of symptoms. So if someone's living with schizophrenia, we're seeing a lot more episodes of psychotic outbreaks, and we're seeing a lot more uh, negative symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, patients that are uh, that have less um, psychological problems, like you no know, depression, anxiety, we are seeing uh, exacerbation of those problems, mainly depression, that one got really bad. Um, I think the biggest shift is adjustments. So essentially, immediately, like, twenty, um, the pandemic hit. Everyone got adjustment disorder overnight. Everybody, <laughs> right? So it's kind of like whatever you have plus adjustment disorder, and and a lot of times, um, I find that addressing the adjustment disorder first, and then kind of going back to do more of the death work, it's helpful because if you don't address the adjustment disorder piece and go back to kind of continue the death work, I feel like you're kind of feeding back into the 
this like this um dissociative element of like we're gonna ignore what's going on and just focus on the inside. But in reality, the inside is almost almost put on hold because the outside is so tumultuous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's it, it's it's very common to have depressive symptoms because some of the key you know um, symptomology or or treatment in in some mm-hmm. sense of depression is that able to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And able to go outside, build a routine, exercise. You know, a lot of people drop exercise like um, during the pandemic. Um, and and like I think I think that uh, like energy of staying at home, potentially stucking in a place where where it's like kind of tiny in your room, mm-hmm. um, it it really does affect the mood and and symptomatic um, mm-hmm. you know issues. Um, for can. me, Lisa, it, it can. 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 It can. That's a distinction. Can. Go ahead. For for me, like I think with some of the higher functioning clients that I have, mm-hmm. um, when talking about like the, the shifts, there's actually huge shifts mm-hmm. in their internal world. Um mm-hmm. mainly on like because some of their goals are not reaching right now, you know, because mm-hmm. of the pause. Mm-hmm. Um they have especially to high schoolers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, evaluate. Okay, go ahead. They have to re- evaluate like where they're at, what they want to achieve, mm-hmm. and what are their priorities right now, um, mm-hmm. and how you know, like how can how how do you survive in mm-hmm. a way where you could like deal with this long term? Absolutely, and I do have patients who is taking advantage, if you will, about this kind of change process. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one patient and she is 17, 18 years old um, and she's about to go to college and the pandemic hit. And during the pandemic, there was a lot of anxiety, of course, but in our session, what came up is that she doesn't want to go to college. She really, really does not want to go to college. Oh. Yeah. And what she really wants to do is she wants to explore the world first, right? She wants to explore the world. And if she were to go to college, she does not want to go to college in America. Mm. Like mm. she, she, and then what kind of came up from that is this idea that she's a, a, always a world person, a worldly person, a person that want to travel, want to see everything, mm-hmm. um, want to learn different languages for say. And then initially because her parents are here in um, America, she felt, Un- at least un- somewhat unconsciously guilty for pursuing her dreams. But now when as these, as these global events are happening, there's this existential fear that the world is going down and that she's going to die and she's going to mm. die. We're all going to die. Right. But because of that, she's like, Hey, I, I really can't, I had to do what's right for me. And so she now therapy, well, our treatment is her literally planning out her travel trips after COVID ended. Right. Wow. So she's planning her travel trips. She's kind of like postponing her college, talking for her parents about it. And I would like to argue that is a strength. That is a positive thing that came out in 2020, this opportunity to check ourselves. Are our goals before the COVID hit, are are, are those the goals that we really want? We're in line with what? Are in line with our internal values, do we really yeah. want that? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it creates some space in between mm-hmm. right? from mm-hmm. one thing to the other. Like the, the space allowed us, it's a breath, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it allows us to reflect on where we're at. Also yeah. slows down time. 
also, I'm not sure about you, but like I feel like time stood still. It slows down time. Do you feel that <laughs> really? way? Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like it's 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 really fast. Like I can't really, it's already August, and we've been like shelter in place for like I don't know six months, five right? months, six months. Yeah. Five, yeah. But the first the first month of shelter in place and this month of shelter in place feel completely the same to me. Really? Right? It did. It does. Well, that's a different topic. We'll talk about like how time <laughs> passes, right? So yeah. So so you're like. Let's back to you. Clinically, you are seeing depression, higher functioning clients, uh, also suffering some psychological symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I what also is... want to talk about mm-hmm. grief. Let's talk about um, grief. Yeah, a lot of grief also come up. I like, especially with the clients have uh, potential medical issues. Oh, or, okay. Um, How so? Or, or family members, or, or clients of family members have medical issues, and the idea of like kind of like a taboo subject of death always like kind of come up more in sessions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so specifically about like will writing mm-hmm. um the the fear of getting the virus and mm-hmm. getting sick and then also the interesting piece is um if i'm going to die anyway why not go outside why not mm-hmm. why not work because i really love my work um mm-hmm. at, that is also like a a a, a, a thing that my, my clients are struggling with. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's you that yeah, you're gonna die anyway. Mm-hmm. But do you want do you want to be able to kind of not what control, but like give some influence to it, right? I mean, or yeah, do you I don't know. Let the environment take you. Let's say, let's say, if you're like I don't know, ninety five years old right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh-huh. you you're you know that it's your dying days. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a year or two, you're gonna like pass away naturally. Sure. Say yeah. But the so now you're trapped in the house doing nothing. Yeah. And like day in and day out, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think there there are people who just like fuck this. I'm just gonna go out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just want to travel. I just want to do all these things because. Yes. Um, time is limited, and I don't want to sit in still. Right, and I, I can I can see why someone might feel that way. I think the piece that's missing here is that um, the interconnectivity, mm-hmm. right? This idea that I can travel, but when I die, I might be away from my grandson. Yep. Right. All this idea of if I were to catch it, my grandson would have to watch me die of COVID. Yeah. And yeah, that I think the interconnectivity is a, a key a, one of the key part of our survival mechanism as human beings. So I think, yeah, if someone is like, eh, fuck it, I'm going to die anyway, I'm going to go out. I get it. But at the same time, what that statement says to me is I don't feel connected to those around me. Mm. Right? I don't have a life worth living. If that person is a 75, maybe 65, they can even use the same message, right? But yeah, the consistent theme is that I don't have connection near me. And yeah. during these days, connections are hard to come by, <laughs> real hard to come by. I know there are good folks out there who are um, going to homes of the elderly and setting up like this really easy to use Zoom meeting uh, iPads yeah, for them. Yeah. Just like, click a button and someone just, like, oh, I want to talk to my grandson. Click, right? And that's it. And I, I love that, right? And think, I think technology is, is it, we need to really lean on it these days. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that we're not doing 2020 in like 
9090, you know? <laughs> like, it would be awful if there's it, no technology. It'd be, it'd be very bad. I mean, there's no internet. I'd uh-huh. be so bored. I'd be so bored. Oh, God. No video games? I don't think I can survive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do so- want to say, say one thing um, mm-hmm. in terms of acceptance. And, 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 and I would like to end on a little quick story. Yeah, if they're okay with that. Uh, I tell this to my clients, and it's that imagine a person um, going to the park. They want a nice day at the park, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it starts to rain, right? And they're getting wet. They're getting uncomfortable, but they're cursing at the sky. They're like, how dare it rains on me? I can't believe it's raining on me. I have this amazing day planned. I can't see my friends. Uh, it's so unfair. And as they're kind of being upset about it, they're standing in the rain, yelling at the rain. And my question is, what is stopping this person from moving out of the rain and doing something else? Mm-hmm. Is that or dancing attach- in the rain. Or dancing in the rain. Well, what is keeping them there is this attachment to what could have. This attachment mm-hmm. to the loss of you know what the, 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 the past plans. And that's what I argue the suffering comes from. It's that inability to let go. But as soon as this person is able to let go, I'll be like, hey, it rains. It sucks. I don't like it. I can't change it, then the mind will kind of let go of that piece and shift to what can we do now? What can we do for the future that it's good? Maybe I go to the rain, go to the, the, uh, get out of the rain, try myself and call my friend, go watch a movie, right? But that is not going to come to our mind as long as we don't let go of the past. Mm -hmm. So here's to 2020, here's to surviving, here's to letting go, and here's to being a good, good species, I guess. I don't being being the greatest species, the spe- in greatest the world. species surviving the virus. Stay okay. safe, everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.